Welcome to the HR Lounge. Sit back and listen in as Diane and I interview HR professionals from all walks in life. We'll be exploring all things HR related. You know the ones, those deep and sometimes uncomfortable conversations that should take place, but unfortunately never really happen. Enjoy your time with us in the HR Lounge. Hello, this is the HR Lounge and I'm really excited today because I have Jacqueline and Diane and I'm really excited. I'm your host and I'm Tanya Obeng and today we are going to talk about Synergize Solutions. Welcome, welcome, welcome ladies. Thank you. Thank you. It it is really exciting. I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be the host on your very first show. I'm very delighted about that. So just want to say thank you first of all. Yeah. You're welcome. And just to, just to kind of move forward, I'm really excited. So I'm going to ask you both to just tell me how you met. How Just the first time, because I believe in serendipity, okay? And I don't believe in coincidences. I feel that people come together for a reason. And sometimes we meet people and we don't always know what the future is going to bring. But, you know, you meet someone, you feel like, I like this person, I connect with this person, or I don't like this person, I don't connect with this person. So I just want to know about that moment that you guys first met. And I'm going to start with Jacqueline. Oh, right. Okay. I, I would have handed over to Diane. Diane's, Diane's vision of us <laughs> meeting is a lot clearer than mine. Well, our physical meeting um, was, if I'm not mistaken, in March 2017, but we spoke to each other um, in December 2016. Um, You were in Dubai at the time, and I think you came across my information on LinkedIn. That's correct. We had a chat. We had a lot of chat, actually. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, and um, basically... um, Jacqueline has said to me, when she's going to come back to the UK, and when she does, let's um, connect then. Yeah. So 2017 happened. We connected. We had a comp- you know, face-to-face conversation, which was wonderful. And, you know, we just started to, um, you know, talk to each other, meet occasionally. And um, we, were, we were, I think we, we started to become quite a support. Absolutely. Yeah. Each other. Just it was just quite natural. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It was all it was quite organic. See, I told you Diane would know. Because <laughs> my head is so full of all bits and pieces. But yes, um, I was in Dubai, but I was based in Qatar. So when Diane and I actually spoke, I said, Look, when I come back, we've got to meet, we've got to meet. Because there was a synergy between us. You know, there was so much synergy. Um, after we met and and continued the conversation that you know we we just kept the conversation going we looked at ways where we could support each other empower each other motivate and also sort of like utilize our knowledge bases as well and I think that was I think the gold mine that we both struck because Diane is HRM that's her background, human resource management. And I'm HRD, which is human resource development. So that was like the yin and yang, as far as I was concerned. Beautiful. 
that that was going to be my next question in terms of what were you doing at the time but I love that the yin and yang I love that the idea of the management meets a development because you need to develop if you're a manager and, and the manager gives that hierarchy so that's a beautiful kind of marriage so just to kind of um fast forward a little bit from the how you've met you came up with this idea of Synergize Solution and and I love the fact that you've met on LinkedIn <laughs> because I've met you both on LinkedIn <laughs> and What's really interesting is a lot of people say, oh, LinkedIn, it's not the best platform. It, a lot of people do actually put LinkedIn down and say Facebook is better. But this is just proof that you can build these long-term connections through LinkedIn. So I just want to say power to LinkedIn for that. And I just want to come to that point that you both come up with this idea of synergized solutions, because I know... Um, I know you for the ethnicity pay gap campaign. I know Society of Emotional Intelligence. So individually, you're both doing your own projects. And I would just say, I both see you both as people who are about building community in a positive way. That's how I would see it when I see you both. And I have never met two people more supportive, you know, after just working with you both in different ways. Very, very supportive. So I want to understand synergize solutions and how that kind of idea was born i caught um glandular fever and i was really sick i um, couldn't speak i was just very unwell and one of these times where i just felt so terrible i had just this epiphany i wanted to do something both jacqueline and i have always believed that unconscious bias training should not fit into um, the DNI spectrum. It doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for Jacqueline. So I think I sent um, Jacqueline a text message, I believe, and I said to her, would you like to work with me to create a program, make a change in the DNI space? And I think, I'm not sure exactly what her words were, but it was something like, why not? You know, yeah, yes, why not? Um, I think it was about probably three or four weeks after, you know, when I started feeling myself, um, we then started having conversations and we decided that we would um, go ahead and create and design a program. We met up and we scoped out what we wanted to, to look like and who we were doing it for. And we collectively used all our skills that we both have to work on design a, a bespoke project that would really change the face, which we believe will change the face of how training in that space um, is. Because you know what we found is that they, th those types of courses that were running were very much come for the day, then you go. Now, I was adamant, and I'm sure Jacqueline would, would agree, we were adamant that we didn't want that. We wanted something that people would come and they would take what they learned on that day and then take that with them into their organization. And they would know, they would have the skill to know how to develop that into their organization. So it wasn't about telling you, okay, um, you know, what you did was unconscious, but you know, now that you know, you can do better. No, it was about saying, you know, historically there have been challenges. And the reason why you might be behaving in the way that you are is because of where maybe where you were brought up your family environment, any connections where, you know, surrounding you as a child growing up is what informs you. So if you were in a situation where people were negative against black, Asian, people disabled, LGBT, 
you know, whatever the group is, then that is going to inform your decision making and how you treat people. So what we're trying to get you to do is acknowledge that. So once you get to the point of acknowledgement, we can then work on that and get you to understand why it's not, why you should not be behaving in, in that manner and how we can help you to change your, your way of thinking and support you around that. So we're not here to, to, to um, you know, hit you over the head, say, you know, you're a bad person. No, what we're trying to say, we understand that that's the, that's the way you grew up, but clearly it's not the right way to, to be a decent human being. And mm. I want, we want to help you to be able to, to um, be the person that you want to be and to help, build, help you do all that you can to help your organisation, which may be facing challenges. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think also when we sat down and thought about that, the programme, what it would look like, it was really weaving in the lived experiences as well of individuals. Because trying to get somebody that hasn't walked in our shoes as black women and black people per se and minority ethnics is very difficult. And um, one of the first things that we would say is we're not here to convince you. We're here to support you. So straight away, it would have been the, the level playing field where it's like we're not going to beat you over the head about unconscious bias because we don't believe it. But whilst we were talking, Diane and I were exploring. So we always have our meetings. We go to this special place where we sit down um, Pizza Express, King's Cross. Yeah. <laughs> they know us really well. And um, we would brilliant. be there before they oh, opened and they would open and we'd have our special booth and we'd sit down. We'd order stuff, but we would sit down and explore, talk, you know, have something to eat, you know, cogitate over what's been said. But for me, we synergize everything that we believed in our knowledge, our skills, our expertise, our lived experience. So that's how the name Synergize Solutions came about as well, because there was so much synergy between Diane and I that we just felt, yeah. So you said something about it, about being like a marriage. And to me, it is like a marriage. Yeah. Because I, I, I did I remember actually saying to you, Jacqueline, I would hate for us to get divorced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We we we, <laughs> we, work, we work so well together. Yeah, you know, we do. We're, we're, we're you know mm. um, tendering for large um, pieces of work. We work. We we just work so well together. We understand. You know, the as you said, um, Jacqueline's got strengths. She's got lots of strengths, as as have I. But yeah. you know, together we put put it all together, and it, it just really works. It really really it, works. It really does. And and Diane, I I'll be talking mid flow, and Diane goes, "Can you stop?" finishing off what I've got in my head to say so that's that's how you know synergize we are in our thought processes and and how we can move things forward and it's it's a beautiful marriage and I would hate for us to divorce you yeah know, exactly. who would have the children who would have the pets <laughs> <laughs> you know what that, it's so interesting just listening to you both because what you both are showing is that it's kind of that natural organic relationship. I love the fact that you're sat in Pizza Express. Yeah. Like, I know Pizza Express in um, King's Cross because I often go down to the British Library. It used to be my Friday spot before yeah. lockdown, you know, in terms of doing some work. So I know it well. And um, it's really lovely that 
things are grown over yeah. dinner. I love that whole idea of food as well. That connection of sitting down either, let's have some food, let's have a chat. And, you know, also you wanted to create a bespoke project as well. You know, you wanted to create something that's long-term. And as Diane said, when you look at unconscious bias, it's a lot deeper mm. than just one workshop. And everybody has a lived experience and mm, everybody's definitely. lived experience is unique to them. So I want to know in terms of, you know, you, you do this, this course, number one, how long does this, this course run for? Or is it dependent on who you're working with? And how do you help people uncover or recognize their own unconscious bias? Because a lot of the time, and I mean, I, I'm very much familiar with unconscious bias myself. I do a lot of this work. But I always find it really interesting in terms of the tools that people have to help people uncover or really kind of realize and be mm. made aware of their mm. own unconscious bias. I would bias. say it's more conscious bias in, um, in our regard. One of the things I always say is yeah. when somebody is being, who, who discriminates against you, they're not sleeping while they're doing it, they're making a decision to do it. So therefore you're doing it consciously. And, and yes. that's what drives our program. It's about what you do in your consciousness. And I think people have got to hold that mirror up to themselves and acknowledge, okay, my behaviors are not very good. And the reason why it could be because of, you know, historically my environment was such that um, it became a, a challenge for me to, you know, respect people who don't look like me, uh, who don't have the same religion as me, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm. you know, the protected, sorry, protected characteristics piece, you know, there's always a challenge. But at the end of the day, it's about looking and addressing those concerns, I think, mm. uh, more than anything else. And, and yeah. Good point, actually. It's a good point, conscious. Because obviously, what's your, it's your conscious awareness? But I suppose what I was saying is, how do yeah. you help people see that awareness? You know, because sometimes you, because that, yeah, that's yeah. that whole word is the unconscious. But bias, it's more inherent know? as it's well. Because really we did, we did throw the word inherent into it in the beginning, and it was quite distasteful in certain mouths. Mm. We won't go deeper into that. So we we softened it up with the transforming. So the supporting element where we help them to transform. So yeah. yes, it's it's the mirror up against the face, but we're there to guide you as well. We're there to support you. It's it's not a case of a beating stick. So the transforming element of it is for them to realize, to look at what is staring them in the face. And, and we, we all know that this is not something that is just, you know, this year, last year, last decade. This has been going on for a long time centuries so when people talk about the the um, elephant in the room this is like the woolly mammoth it goes that far back prehistoric you know and and what we want to do is to bring people to that point where they realize that what they currently have is not progressive for the workforce if it's in an organization it may work for them because they've got control but the transforming bias the workforce are the organization and what we want to do is help the organization to progress. And in order to do that, if it's not endorsed at the top and embraced, it will not filter through to the workforce through the various levels. Sorry, Jackie, I wanted to also um, add, because I wanted you to talk about it. Through that process um, is uh, emotional, emotional intelligence. 
Mm. So our program, through the program, we've got the emotional intelligence and culture, cultural intelligence within it. Um, yeah. It really gives it a, a, a one of those those words we like to use a holistic approach with a W in the brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that because that that's just yeah. um, it's like just growing like naturally, and it's also opens it up because emotional is. intelligence is, is attached to everything that we do, isn't it? So it's it's that's really key that you've brought it in. I want to bring another question to you guys in terms of looking at work life culture mm. and your own experiences, okay? And I'm because because you know you both of you are so supportive, but I want to know about your experiences of prejudice in the workplace or maybe racism in the workplace if you could both think of one experience to share as to what why you do this work because always normally our lived experience and our passion comes from what we've been triggered or what what's gone on for us so if what one of you or both of you want to share your experience I think that would really help to understand what the driver is okay um I'll start off and and this goes way back when I first sort of like transition from the corporate world into the healthcare arena. And um, I was taken on board for my knowledge, skills and expertise because the, the organization was merging. So I had transformation, experience, change management and all of the things around transformation in organizations. And um, whilst I was there, they merged and sort of like a year on, they had roles that had come up. And because I've got a HR background, there were these roles that I thought my skills would, would work towards. So um, I threw my hat in the ring. My job wasn't at risk, but I threw my hat in the ring and um, went through the assessment centre with four HR managers whose roles were at risk. Enjoyed it totally. And it came to the um, interview, which was the next day after the um, assessment centre. And the senior person in the area that I worked in, my boss's boss, came to me just before I left to go home for the night. And she said, well, um, look, too many people are going for corporate. Could you go for another service? That is not the done thing. And because I was in the space that I was in, I could have said no. I wasn't frightened or anything like that, but I complied, you know, because we as people of colour, we feel that we don't have any power. Couldn't do that to me now, but she set me up to fail. And that was a trigger that put me directly on the pathway that I'm on now. You know, because when I realized, when the consultant from the firm of psychologists that they brought in, he came to me and said that you got the highest score out of the assessment center, the interview shouldn't have swayed that. I felt so gutted, but I said, thank you. And I never applied for another job in the organization after that. Wow. Wow, wow. That that's interesting, mm. the power of that, that you know, how you're how you're affected mm. on a very deep level, how somebody's actions mm. can affect. And I think that's really powerful. I'm gonna move on just because of time yeah. to Diane as well, if you could talk about your experience as well. So powerful, so interesting to hear all of this, really interesting. Well, for me, um I my path wasn't as um challenging as Jacqueline's, but I do know um when I, I used to work in consultancy. I, I used to run a division of an organization and I, I recognized that 
people who didn't look like me, well, it was actually, I was the only black manager, to be fair. <laughs> All the others were white and mostly men. And, you know, I, I knew that one, they were getting paid. I, I knew they were. I, I, um, I didn't have the um, distinct evidence, but, you know, based on conversation, I, I knew that they were being treated differently than me. And all the people who started the same time as me became directors and I never got a directorship. And when I became pregnant, uh, they tried to demote me. Don't worry, they didn't. <laughs> um, but I ended up leaving. So, you know, that my situation um, was not as deep as Jacqueline's, but it, it is, it's, the, it's, it's not just the workplace for me, it's also what happened outside and, you know, growing up in a period where racism was rife and um, what, you know, hearing that my brothers were running away, uh, running, running because the National Front were trying to chase them, things like that. So those are mm. the things. Stay with me mm. forever. You know what, I just want to say, as you both talk about your experiences, they're both very different, but they're both very deep. Absolutely. Um, and it's interesting, Jacqueline, that you said, you know, it's you, you, you referred to say it's not as challenging as Jacqueline, but actually it's very deep. And I just want to share something with you in terms of from a black female perspective. See, we're all free with black females here. Sometimes our resilience is so strong mm. and we accept so much before we fight mm. back. And what's really interesting, just listening to you, and I'm just going to say this quite openly, a white female experience is very different from a black female experience in the workplace. And that is because of our lived experience. And that is because of this armor that we have, this resilience that we have. And this whole idea of not being able to feel that you can always speak mm. up and you can always present yourself. So as I'm listening to your experiences, I can feel it, but it's interesting how easily you spoke about your experiences. And, and, and if you go deeper, there's probably a lot of pain there. And it's like what you're doing with this emotional intelligence and synergized solutions is by helping people to speak their truth and release everything they're releasing, you are releasing some of that mm. pain and it goes back energetically, transgenerational trauma, all of that, it goes back so deeper. So I just feel that what you're doing with Synergize Solutions is just fantastic. And I wish you, you know, all the best with it really, because it's about time that we have women like yourself, women supporting women, because that's that's a problem with women mm. generally, whether you're black, white or Asian. I think every woman I've spoken to, no matter what ethnicity or background, there's always sometimes an issue with women being competitive with each other. So the fact that you're just coming together as two women and you're supporting each other and you're in the driving seat and power to you as well with regards to Jacqueline. I know what it's like when you're working with men and they're getting paid. I, I've experienced yeah. that as well. <laughs> Always. I think it's just ridiculous. But the fact that you're standing up and you're pushing forward is just amazing. And I want to ask you both if you have a quote or some inspiring words that you can leave our audience with today as the kind of, I know I'm saying the powerful, but I know there's a vulnerability side as well. There's the emotional intelligence as well. But I just wanted to say power to you because that it takes a lot to kind of get mm. there do you know it's a journey, yeah isn't it? it is yeah I think uh, it's about being the best um, the best that, that you can be really and making sure that you don't um, give up on yourself because I know there was times where I felt like I can't do it anymore I can't do it anymore and you've got to really 
you know, lift, lift yourself up and try and be as resilient as you can, but be mindful that, you know, there are times that you need to be soft and supportive of yourself as well. And yeah, I think those are the key things that I would probably say. Beautiful. For me, um, it really is about the journey, the lived experience, but also because each journey is individual and it's a lonely road to travel but you can always have friends along the journey to keep you company. So I can't take your journey for you, you can't take mine, but we can keep each other company along the way. And that is my underlying sort of like thread that is woven through with emotional and cultural intelligence, but you know, cushioned with emotional resilience as well. Beautiful, thank you. That's, that's just such beautiful words from both of you and encouraging words in terms of coming together supporting each other it just makes so much sense and I just want to say thank you very much for allowing me to interview you and it's so great to hear about Synergize Solutions so from Tanya Obeng and HR Lounge I'm going to say goodbye thank you for listening to the HR Lounge we hope you find our podcast insightful join us next time for more thoughtful discussion And remember, you have the power to make a difference.